So, yeah, I said, like, I don't know whether to tell you Merry Christmas or Happy New Year. And so I'm thinking about this and, and trying to write a message. And as a pastor, it's always interesting because you want to be relevant. And you want to speak to the season that people are in. And there's a new term now. It's not that new anymore, but it was new at one point. Uh, tweener. You know what that is? It's in between adolescence and a and teenager. Right? And if, tweens. Yeah. And so if, if you have a boy that's in that stage, God bless you. If you have a daughter, lock her up. I, I've had one of each. Mine are grown now. But, but I, I thought about how, you know, let's take a look back. Let's take a look at today and let's take a look forward. And there's no better word than Emmanuel to do that with. So if you have your Bible, we'll look at Isaiah and Matthew, and then we'll look at some different scriptures today. They'll come on the screen. Emmanuel, God with us. That's our promise. That is our promise. Isaiah says it like this. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a son. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. And then you go to Matthew and Matthew is quoting the prophecy, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Let's pray. Father, thank you today that we can acknowledge the fact that you're here with us, no matter where we're at in our life, that you are here with us. And I pray that you would help me get out of the way and you would say what you want to say today. Lord, in the busyness of what we've just come through and what we're headed into, Lord, help us to take a spiritual deep breath. And, and hear what you have to say today through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So, so number one, Emmanuel, God with us. God was with us. Psalms 139, 14 through 16. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Here's a, here's a thought for you today. And this is one you can't yawn through. Here's a thought. Do you really believe that God knew you before you were formed? Okay, for those of you who believe it, don't say anything. Because <laughs> this is a really, it's a really good question. It's a really good question because if, if we're going to say Emmanuel, God with us, then we we have we have to go back before we can go forward. We have to go back before we can live in today and then go forward. So, do we really? I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. God was with us. Verse 15 says it this way. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. You know that you were made the way you're made because God wanted you made that way? Now, now life is like a chisel. And life can come in and, and scar you up a little bit. Hit you on this side, hit you on that side, and it can mess you up at times. Anybody who's ever had parents know that life can mess you up, right? Because we're imperfect. And we're supposed to be perfect. But what God is telling us today is He, he was with us. He was with us. Woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. In other words, before I took my first breath, God was with me. God was with me. God knew me. 
And, and it's amazing if we were all honest with one another and we look back in the past of our own lives, even this last year. And, and if you go farther than that into maybe your childhood or your teenage years or whatever that carries for you, um, you, you would have to admit, I would, I don't know about you, some of you might be perfect. I had a friend one time, Rob, it said, uh, did, did you ever rebel? And he said, no, my dad wouldn't allow it. <laughs> like rebellion for him was like eating M&M's. I don't know. I, I don't relate to that, and probably most of you don't. But, but if you think about what, what God has done, all the things that you've walked through in your life, knowing that God was... John 1.1 1, 1 says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So, if you think about it this way, in the beginning, obviously none of us in this room were in the beginning, but God was. And God was so in the beginning, He was before the beginning. Because He was, He is, and He is to come. And so now you get this idea of my life has been any human born. That life has been stamped with the DNA of God. Now, we are given free will, we're given free choice. But God, so, so you look back, my, my son, is he's grown now, but he's too much like me. And, and Raina used to say this, I promise, almost every day. When he would go to sleep, she'd be like, I'm going to do the same thing his guardian angel just did. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. You just see this angel up there going, is, can I clock out? <laughs> Can, I, can somebody else come in? Because, um, yeah. But, but think about today. Think about today, even in the past year or in, in your past, how many times God has been with you. It, it almost will make you cry if you really think about it. Because you're still here. Right? We're, still, we're in this building right now. We're, we're still here in the present. How many times God has saved us from things? There's a, uh, a gentleman that I, I know as an acquaintance and a very successful person. And he, he's a Christian. And he chartered a plane. And he, he went to the, the desk to get the plane that he had paid for already. And they said, sir, we're sorry, but we rented that plane out to somebody else. And he threw a fit. He, I mean, he went nuts. Like, he wasn't acting like a Christian at all, right? He's banging on the table. I paid for this plane. That's the plane I want. It's the plane I should get. Get him on another plane. He gets to his hotel room. He's had an engagement that night. Turns on the TV. And there's two F-14 jets flying beside a plane. And inside that plane was Payne Stewart. That was the plane he was supposed to get on. Not that God didn't love Payne Stewart any more than He loved anybody else, but but sometimes it's good. And so, he's a musician, so he goes and he sits down at the piano that night and he writes a song. And he writes a song about the things that God saves us from and we don't even know. I think that's going to be part of heaven. And I'm going to be first in line. God's going to go, you're an idiot. Come here, boy. I mean, you're going to sit here for the next thousand years and watch all the stuff I kept you from. It's a, it's a thought. 
So God was with us. God knows you today. And, and, and here's the idea. When you realize that God actually knows you and that He formed you before you were even born, it allows you to come into the present day. You say, God was with us. Number two, God is with us. Philippians 2.13, For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill His good purpose. God is with us. Check this out in Psalms. We'll go back to Psalms 139, 2-5. And look, if, you, if you've just been saved, and like you're not really familiar with the Bible, um, if you get over in the Old Testament, Psalms 139 is an incredible, incredible chapter to read. Right? So I would encourage you to do that. Psalms 139, 2-5. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. That's scary, isn't it? Come on, if we're going to believe this, we've got to believe it. I mean, if we're really going to believe the Bible, which we, I, we do, then we've got to believe it. So, God perceives my thoughts. He knows what I'm thinking before I think it. That is scary. <laughs> you discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. In other words, nothing that I do today, or tomorrow, or last night, or Friday night, if I'm a child of God... None, none of that's hidden from God. I'm telling you what, that, that'll change the whole way you think about life. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Wow. So God was with me, God is with me. You're, if you're in this room right now, and this is going to make a lot of you really uncomfortable, you're, you're going to be like, dude, when, is this, when, when can I get out of here? When, when, can, when can I just leave? Like, this is making me really, like, really? Yeah, really. We have to acknowledge the fact that God is real. He's all-knowing. He was, He is, He is, is to come. He's omnipresent. And that he, He's so awesome that He wants to be a part of every facet of our life. Therefore, He's with us all the time. In the good, the bad, and the ugly. And now some of you may say, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm too bad for God to be with me all the time. Uh-uh. I've done too much for God to be with me all the time. No way. Because you, you don't know the person sitting across the chair from you. You don't know what they've done. There's no perfect person in this room, nor on this earth. There's only forgiven people who are trying to live by the Spirit, walk life out, and adhere to the Word of God. So, so Psalm says this. Psalm says, Hey God, you know everything about me. And you know the circumstance I'm in right now. And you love me so much, you sent your Spirit... To, to indwell me when I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. Now that Spirit is my compass and it guides me and it lets me know that you are with me at all times. That's, that's good news. How is God with you in your situation today? Well, first of all, He's with you in His love. God's not mad at you. Second of all, He's with you via His Holy Spirit. Jesus said, i got to go away so another can come. Third of all, His Word. The Bible. Do you know a new statistic... I can't say that word. 
a new statistic. Can't do it. My wife's sick. She'd be laughing at me right now because she says, Jason, just quit trying to say the word. If you can't say it, quit trying to say it. A new graph shows that this generation that's being raised up, more of this generation outside the church reads the Bible than inside the church because they're searching. It is. So people have been raised in church, they think, I'll just believe what somebody tells me and I'm not going to read the Bible for myself. And people who are lost out in the world are going, I'm looking for something that the Bible's not all they're reading. They're reading a lot of, a lot of spiritual stuff. Hebrews says this. Remember, God is with us. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. How is God with me every day? God's with me through the love that He showed by sending His only Son. God's with me through His Holy Spirit. And God's with me through His Word because the Holy Spirit enlightens this Word to my heart, to my heart, attitudes of the heart, and shows me areas of my life that aren't good for me. That I'm, and, and then when I fall, when all hell breaks loose in my life and things aren't going like I thought they should go, and I go to this Word, it, boom, separates things for me. My grandma's 91. She's having heart failure. I've told you about my grandma. I've told you all kinds of stories. She will still kick your butt. She's a bad lady. Like, we hired somebody to go cut her grass when she was 80, and she ran them off. <laughs> Nobody cutting my grass. <laughs> Seriously. I'm not kidding. So, so I'm, I pray with my dad every Sunday morning. I'm on the phone with my dad. And they, they've just been through the ringer at the hospital doing this, that. They got her home. She's on oxygen, whatever. And so I, I said, Dad, we're going to have to have the conversation. We're going to have last last week. Um, we're going to have to have the conversation. We're gonna, uh, and none of you know my grandma, so <laughs> you're good. Uh, we're going to have to have the conversation with her at some point of, like, you gotta, you got to get out of your house. And, and you, get, you need to come live with us. And he said, nah, I'm just not ready to do that. I said, Dad, you're going to have to do it. She can't live by herself. I said, do you want me to fly in? I, I, could, I can fly in and we can have a conversation. No, no, no. And so um, he, we were praying this morning on the phone. And he goes, hey, I had the conversation. He starts crying. And I said, I said well, how would it go? He said, amazing. He said, she cried, I cried, we cried. And I said, well, how did, like, how did you break it down? He goes, well, he said, confusion was raining. In my head. He said, I was so confused. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know if it was the right thing. I didn't know if it was the wrong thing. I didn't know what to say. I just, I could not. He said, so what I did was, is I pressed away for two or three hours. And I just prayed. God, you are not the author of confusion. And I, I really, really need you to show me what's going on right now. So he got his Bible. Right? Got his Bible. And he starts reading... And he, he has this overwhelming sense of, oh, God, you're in this. And he said immediately, peace. Peace. And, and if you're here today and you say, you know what, I've, I've accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and I'm in a rough spot today and I have no peace. Well, there's a formula for that. It's called prayer and the Bible. And staying, staying in that state until the peace that transcends all understanding guards your heart. Right? She said, yeah, I'll move in with you guys. 
she said something like, yeah, you're going to have to cook for me or something like that. <laughs> She's a case. But, but what a neat thing to have a faith, to have a faith in God, in the leading of the Spirit, and in His Word. I don't see how people do life without it. I, I really don't. Last thing. God was with us, God is with us, and God will be with us. Deuteronomy 31.6 Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. Hebrews 13.5 says this, Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have, because God has said, quoting Deuteronomy, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. And I don't know about you, but those are comforting words. I got a lot of stuff going on in my life right now, and there's a lot of things that just are crazy. Life is crazy. Life leaks, remember? But isn't it wonderful? Isn't it amazing to know that in my faith in God, God is saying to Jason, Jason, I'm not going to leave you, and I'm not going to forsake you. I, I'm, gonna, I'm in this with you, and we're in it to win it. And, and here's the awesome thing about our Christian journey is some of us are so strong-willed and so stubborn. No, no stubborn people here. I heard a couple. Oh, oh, no, he's like, uh, some of us are so stubborn that we'll get in the ring with life and we'll go 12 rounds until we can't hold our hands up anymore. And God's back there watching. Oh, that's a good shot, Jason. Good idea. Ooh, that was stupid. Uh, and, until we get to the point in the ring of life where we, we, can't, we can't even lift our arms anymore. We, we can't even raise our arm. My son boxed for years, and, and I, I would be messing with him sometimes, and, and he's just like, da, 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 da. I'm like, you just hit me five times. And all he said, I tapped you. He didn't really hit me, but like we, just, but, but like we would go in it for a bit, and I couldn't raise my arms anymore. And... And so, in the ring of life, we're in that zone of, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this, I'm going to make this happen, I'm going to make this happen, I'm going to make this happen. And God doesn't forsake us, we forsake Him. Because we stop listening to the Word, listening to the Holy Spirit, and we, we think, you know what, now I'm worried about the future. Yeah, okay, I get it, God was with me. And alright, I'll buy in that God is with me. But can I really buy in to the fact that He, he will be, be with me? Can I lay the worries of this world and my life down at His feet and know that tomorrow is going to take care of itself? Jesus told the, His disciples. He said, look, don't worry about tomorrow. And this is very comforting. Tomorrow's got enough worries of its own. He told them that. That's what He was telling them. Don't worry about what to eat. Don't worry about what, what, where you're going to stay. So don't worry about tomorrow. That's what Jesus told the disciples. Don't worry about it. It'll, it'll take care of itself. So here's, here's the question that we, we have to ask ourselves today. Are we fearful of what the future holds? Or are we trusting that God was with us, is with us, and will be with us? Look at Isaiah right here. Isaiah 43, 1-3. But now, this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, who... Formed you, Israel. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. 
Oh, wow. Come on. You just had the creator of the universe tell you that by you putting your faith in Jesus Christ, you've obviously been redeemed, been restored. And God is saying right now to all of His children, because we've been grafted in, right? That's what the New Testament is about. You always have to read the Old Testament through a New Testament lens. We've been grafted in. And now God is saying, look, you're mine. If I want to belong to anybody, it's God. Right? The all-knowing, all-creating, flung the stars into existence, carpeted the fields with grass. God, that God. The God who's in control of everything, no matter what the news says. I'm His. In verse 2, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Some of you I know pretty well, and and some of you I know have been caught out in storms on the ocean, right? When you pass through the waters, when you cross over the Jordan, when you walk, when you pass through the water, when you're in trouble, when life's waters seem to be, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Life gets hot, doesn't it? And, and, and because of past experience, our present circumstance, we can look towards the future and we can kind of get jaded going, you know what, I'm really scared about this. And the Bible says, perfect love cast out, what? All fear. Not some fear. Not a little fear. All fear. That's what Jesus did for us. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Seba in your stead. In other words, God's telling His children, I'm going to do everything I can. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure you're okay. And when it doesn't work out the way that we think it should, just know God's still with us. He was with us. He is with us. He will be with us. So if you're reading the Old Testament through a New Testament lens and you read this scripture right here, you got to go over to Thessalonians. Because if He was with us, and He is with us, then He will be with us. And so God's telling His children at that time, look, I'm, I'm, giving, up, I'm giving up Egypt, I'm giving up Cush, I'm giving up Seba in your stead. In other words, for you, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that you, my beloved, can spend eternity with me. So much so that you get to those 400 and so odd years of silence between the Old Testament and the New Testament and God says, something's got to change because these idiots aren't getting it right. Actually, He said, my beloved's not getting it right. The apple of my eye's not getting it right. The, The ones that I created to be with me aren't getting it right. So what's He do? Formulates a plan to solve the problem sends His only Son. He sends His only Son to live a sinless life, to take our death and sin on the cross. They kill Jesus, place Him in a grave, but on the third day, He rose from that grave. Come on now, this is where where we land. Do you believe it or don't you? Right? I mean, this this is just that deal where if you believe the Bible, you believe that story because it's in the Bible. 
He, 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 he rises from the grave on the third day. He defeats sin, death, and the grave. He ascends to heaven. I got to go away so another can come. That's the Holy Spirit. But He's coming back for us. God was with us. God is with us. And God will be with us. You got to do something with that. That's not one of those deals where you can just change the channel. Right? Just, uh, I don't want to, no. At some point, you have, to, you have to think about this. Now watch this. 1 Thessalonians 4.16. Most of you know this. For the Lord Himself will come down from heaven with a loud command. With the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. It goes on to say, and all of us who remain will be caught up with Him in the air to be with Him forever and ever and ever. God was with us, God is with us, and God will be with us forever and ever and ever. How, how do you... I know, that's pretty good news. Yeah, I mean, yeah if you, you really believe that's great news. Say, so Jason, I... How do I... How do I, like... I believe the Bible. How do I acknowledge in my own heart that I know that's going to happen? Faith. Faith. Salvation is a faith issue. We all have been given a measure of faith. All of us. And you get to decide what you do with that faith. Nobody can do it for you. No, no, no. I mean, if I could, I would. But I can't. It's your faith. It's your faith, and you get to decide where you put that faith. And so today, if any of this has made sense to you, and you're sitting in this room, and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you're far from God right now, you're not at peace with God, that's just a faith step away. It's taking the faith in your heart, in your own heart, not putting it in other people, not putting it in money, not putting it here or there. All that stuff will let you down. God won't let you down because He was with us, He is with us, and He will be with us. And what an awesome day. Right before the new year, what an awesome day to say, you know what, in my own heart, I'm going to take that faith and I'm going to, I'm going to say right now that I do believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. I believe with all my heart He's the true Son of God and I believe with all my heart He is the way to heaven. Will you bow your heads all this place? He said, Jason, I, that's me. I'm in this room right now and that's me. I'm a good person. I don't feel so good sometimes. But I realize today that God loves me and that I need, I need, I need to put my faith in God. I, I, I realize that right now. If that's you all in this place, you say, you know what? I want to accept Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. Nobody's looking around. Nobody's moving around. Please. If that's you. Just slip your hand up long enough for me to pray with you. Just slip it right up and put it right back down. I see your hand, thanks. I see your hand, man, thanks. Anyone else? I, I need to know Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. What a brave, bold, unbelievable decision you're making right now. It's going to change your life forever and it's going to be good. It's going to be for the better. Anybody else? I need to know Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. Sweet. If you raised your hand right where you're sitting, just between you and God at the altar of your heart. I want to pray with you. When we're done with church, 
somebody invited you today, maybe you want to tell them, if you're here by yourself, you can go out to the tent, get a Bible and a devotion. Um, I'm so proud of you, but right now, at this very moment, let me pray with you. Just pray this from your heart. Father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for chasing me. And thank you right now that my heart is being softened. You're melting my heart right now, God, and all the things that I thought were important don't seem so important right now. And I'm taking the faith that you gave me and I'm putting it in Jesus. So right now, I'm confessing in my heart that I believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. He was born of a virgin. He lived a sinless life. He took my death and sin to the cross. They placed him in a grave after they killed him. I believe with all my heart he rose from that grave on the third day. And that he's in heaven. He's coming back for me one day. And in your word, God, you say, at the moment I put my faith in Jesus, I'm being made into a new creation. So God, I know you'll do your part. Help me to do mine. Put good people around me. Help me to walk this thing out. And thank you for new life. In Jesus' name, amen.